All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox and Tiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so this is fun. It's our intro, and from time to time, I have my husband join me in the intro, or like Chase has popped in the intro before, or even Stevenson. But today, I have Erin Opria in my intro, which she's my trainer. She's come on. She's normally one of the things. Like, you're normally a thing. Aren't you sweet? You're more than the intro. You're like, you have a topic, like a thing. But we literally just got done working out, and we ran up to the studio to kind of record a quick intro because I always like to keep you guys informed on when her next step bet starts because y'all like to do it. And it's, it's August 12th, so this is going up on Thursday the 8th, and then on Monday the 12th the next step bet starts. So we need to be signed yes. up by like Sunday. Yes. So download the StepBet app, enter the game code Aaron Opria. Why would you guys not want to play? Everybody should play. The more you move, the better you feel. It's true. The more you you get healthy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get healthy, you feel amazing and you make money. It's a win-win. It costs you nothing if you move and you get your own independent goal. Your goal, my goal, everyone's goal is different. Yeah. Y'all, you don't want Aaron's goal. Her goal. (laughs) What is your goal this round? Just tell us. 2023 and 27. Yeah. Thousand. So that's not normal though, guys. Right. There's regular days and there's power days. And so I would just say, don't let that number scare you because the normal thing for people is normally like 7,000 7, on a regular day and maybe 10,000 on a power day. Seven, nine, I see a lot. But also remember you get one day of rest a week. So any day you want, you get to choose your day and you don't have to move that day. Relax, chill. Yeah. Chill out, calm down, relax. Watch the weather channel. As my son Stevenson would say, which speaking of, I got to talk to Mary, but I think last year for Stevenson's birthday, we did a chill out shirt um, and the money, like just for his birthday and honor of his birthday. And then he got to like make a donation. That's so cool. Yeah, to the orphanage that he grew up in. It's under the Espoir line. And so since we did chill out last year, we're thinking about doing relax this year and then next year do calm down. So chill That's out. That's so cool. Calm down. Relax. So like Aaron's saying, one day a week, you get to relax and maybe wear your Stevenson relax shirt. 
while you relax. And it's all for a good cause. Yes. And then the good cause about the step bed is you do, I will say, I've participated and I love it because it does get you moving. And it like seriously- It holds you accountable. Something like not, yes, you have a trainer, but somebody that's on your wrist all day long. Right. And if you don't have a fitness tracker, no problem. You can use your cell phone. It tracks your steps too. Yeah. Smartphone. Just carry it with you wherever you go. And normally you're carrying it anyway. And I, it does get you off the couch, which is important. And then Aaron, another thing that I talk about in this episode, which you don't know is one of the things, but is sleep. And would you say sleep is super- Important. Sleep is just as important as clean eating as moving. Right. It's I agree. In- but for whatever reason, we don't put emphasis on it. I do but, not. Um, my friend Bobo put up this post about it and I just found it to be like, okay, yeah, this is, and sleep is free. Literally moving, walking your body is free. You know what? But we make every excuse while we can, right. including myself. I struggle mm-hmm. with it. That's my, I'm the worst at that. And that's yeah. something I have to work on. Yeah. Yeah. True. I know. But these are little, these are little things like we're just here to encourage you so you can get moving. You can join Aaron's step bet, Aaron Opria. Um, spell your last name so they know how to find it. Yes, yeah, sure. so make sure you enter the game code Aaron Opria, O P R E A. Because I, last summer when I joined the first game, I joined like a random game. I didn't join Aaron's. Like I messed up and didn't put in her name. And I was like a part of some random game. And Aaron was nice enough to email them and handle it for me. So then I got into her game. A lot of people actually sign up for the wrong game. If you guys sign up for the wrong game, you can DM me and I can help you. Okay. DM Aaron, but we want to all be on the same game together. So I would highly recommend that. And then, so that's just a tip we wanted to give y'all. We're talking about sleep this episode. I also have Jeremy Coward back, the um, famous celebrity, amazing philanthropic photographer that I had on a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad y'all enjoyed him, but he also has adopted from Haiti. So we do a chat about adoption and he got real and uh, shared some things. And so even if you haven't adopted or you don't have kids, I think it'll be a good talk for you to listen to. And Jessica Honiger, the founder of Noonday Collection is back on this episode talking body image, which is something Aaron and I have covered, but she has written, Jessica wrote a book about all kinds of things and just part of her life. And she is someone that has struggled with body image. And I think she has a lot of wisdom surrounding that on how to love yourself. So I love our little talk about that. And then I have like how you could be washing your face all wrong. It's a simple thing, but I am guilty of it. And I was reminded this week that I'm what I'm doing wrong. And so I share with y'all how we can all change it. And guess what? As long as you have running water, that part's free too. Well, dang, I need to watch that because I don't have a clue. Watch it. This is a podcast. Listen listen to it. (laughs) Okay, so that is what's on the menu for today. And thank you, Aaron, for running up here to remind us about Step Bet. Step Bet. Okay. First thing. As promised, Jessica Honiger is back, and this time around, we're talking imperfect courage. If you missed last week's episode, she was on, and we talked about traveling the world, um, her taking her son, her adopted son from Rwanda back to Rwanda for the first time, and I think we got into like a lot of other different things. How you can become a Noonday Ambassador, which is Jessica's company, it's amazing, but also the importance of spending time with your kids and the bonding, and anyway, it was a good episode, and definitely go back and check it out if you missed it. And then um, now I want to dive into something that came up last week that we thought we would get into a little bit more. And it's something that you wrote about in your book. And it's body image. Yes, yes. I have found that summertime, and maybe it's because I live in Austin, and it gets so hot here. So suddenly when it's hot, I feel like did I just gain 20 pounds? I mean, I really, I feel like I've been healthy lately. Like, why do I feel this way? And then, you know, I think that our scrolls end up, we just see more women in swimsuits. And I just realized that I was starting to think more about my body than normal. And so I write about in Imperfect Courage that I used to have this whole perfectionistic mentality towards my parenting and towards my life and also towards my body. And that if I somehow could have this body, which by the way, was like perfect, then I wouldn't have any problems in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like (laughs) I would have a seat at the table. I'd get invited to all the parties. Like you fill in the blank. And it was just a long journey for me to really realize that my body is not a problem to be fixed. It is my home that's to be loved and cared for and nurtured and that I could accept it exactly 
as it is today or as it was yesterday. And really embracing that truth brought me into a level of freedom and helped me to realize that my body is not the problem, but my mindset was the problem. And the empowering thing about that is that we can actually change our mindsets. And um, in fact, this is kind of bizarre, but I was just hanging, hanging out with one of my friends who is a psychologist and researcher, and they just completed a study on body image. And they had women in the study, and they didn't even know what they were signing up for in this study, but they had women do things like check themselves in the mirror multiple times a day, camouflage parts of their body they didn't like, avoid activities that would expose certain parts of their body, compare themselves to others. What they found at the end of the study is that women's perception about their body body drastically went down. I mean, their body positivity was practically defeated mm-hmm. because of all of these actions. And I looked at my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've totally been doing that. You know, like not like almost unconsciously I've been like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wear that swimsuit today because it covers this or, you know, oh gosh, look at that girl. Like she looks so cute in that. I wish, gosh, I wish I could look like that and like checking myself in the mirror. And I realized that, oh my gosh, that's why I has kind of been triggered lately is because I've been engaging in these activities that ultimately defeat my body positivity. So it's really powerful just with the simple act of putting down the phone and taking the shorts off when I go swimming and just going out and having fun. Even at spin class today, I like spun behind someone. So I wasn't just staring at myself in the mirror the whole time. And all of those little things just help change my mindset and just remind me that my body is to be loved and nurtured. And it's like what you focus on eventually becomes so important to you. So I don't want to focus on my, that, you know, I want to focus on having fun with my kids. I want to focus on the moment I was having in that photo, not like how my arms looked, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I feel like, I feel like the vibe right now amongst women, at least that I've been surrounding myself with or, you know, leaning on towards stuff like that has been moving more in a positive direction of like, just love your body. Um, You know, don't stress out, like stop the dieting, like just take care of your body, nourish it, give it what it needs, like start looking at like food as fuel. And, you know, there's just so many different layers to it. We could go on and on and on about that. But I feel Mm -hmm. like curves are more acceptable. We're not trying to be this like stick thin situation now. I mean, a lot of times you may see other things on Instagram with the filters getting out of control because I have to even catch myself with that because sometimes all I just want to use the filter because it just looks better. It just looks better. Let's be honest. But then I'll catch myself without the filter. And I'm like, oh, yikes. Like, I am so deceiving right now. <laughs> like It's just like even I freak myself out like, whoa, that's not what my skin looks like right now. But if I have a pimple or two or something and then the filter can make it go away, obviously, I don't want people staring at the pimples. So I do the filter. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, if someone were to meet me in real life right now and all they ever saw was sometimes a filtered story or whatever, then they would be like, oh, wow, like her skin is not as smooth as I thought it was or, you know, her (laughs) pores are not as tight as I thought they were or um, so there's there's the whole thing with that Instagram. There there. is. But I still feel like even with that, somehow we're moving in a, a more positive direction with being accepted of, of, of our bodies and, and the different types of bodies that are out there. I don't even want to say the flaws, but we refer to them as flaws, but they shouldn't be like the, I had this girl, Lisa, I call her my friend now, but I literally met her on Instagram. Her Instagram handle <laughs> is at the well necessities. And um, now you know, we chat from time to time and you know, she had posted a picture of her stretch marks and Chrissy Teigen. Do you follow her? Yeah. Okay. So she has her stretch marks and she calls them stretchies. I think Uh that's like their nickname. And she loves, she's like, if she takes a picture and they show up, she's like, oh, stretchies made an appearance. Like she just owns it. And I love how confident she is because she's like this bombshell model who you think like, but, but even her, like, I would well, never yeah, think Serena look, Williams just did like a huge, I mean, she's like top tennis player in the world and she just did a totally unfiltered, unfiltered, unphotoshopped photo shoot for Vogue. And I was like, man, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Like, I, yeah, I love it. And I feel like that's it's going we're going in the right direction. It's getting better. There's less and less Photoshop, especially from the celebrities that we're inundated with. And um, more of them are on board with just like embracing everything. And I feel like that's going to be good for um, our our kids. Like we both have daughters and it's already hard enough and but I I don't feel like it's ever going to fully go away because it's just something that just pops up and I don't even know where it comes from because like my daughter she's in like a homeschool situation she's not on um, social media she's not surrounded by a bunch of other girls all the time and she still makes comments about her body sometimes and I'm like what are you talking about like what like what have I how what where have I failed you because how have you do you even have that in your head and I try to be careful about what I say about myself around her oh, yeah, just so that yeah. I don't it doesn't bleed into her thoughts yeah yeah um, what, do, what do you have to say about that well you know I and I write about this in my book and I have like with my daughter I my mom did a lot of things that I didn't want to repeat. And she has told me that, you know, so she talked really poorly about her body and just dieted a ton. And, you know, we basically, it's like, we can say whatever we want, but more is caught than taught. And I just remember when I had a little girl, I was so scared because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want her to end up like having to go through this huge healing journey that I've been through. So we did things like, I mean, I showered with her up until like a couple years ago and she's 13 now. And like, I'm super hippie dippy too. So it's like, I'm like not modest at all in front of her. And I've never said like anything about my body, you know, in front of her. I'm, if anything, I've just tried to talk super confidently and She's definitely picked a lot of that up. In fact, last month, we were both, like, having to kind of mess with our shorts. It was a really hot day, and we were kind of, like, having to pull them down because they'd kind of ridden up our thighs. And and she looked at me, and she goes, yep, we got those thighs, don't we, Mom? These these hips don't lie. And I was like, that's right. We've got Beyonce thighs, don't we? (laughs) And for me to even be able to immediately think of a really famous person who has amazing hips and thighs and be able to just know that she has seen Beyonce. We watched Beyonce's documentary and I I had a positive reference point for her, you Mm -hmm. know, whereas when I think when I was her age, I didn't have that, but even she, I mean, she's 13 going into eighth grade and has recently kind of, you know, said that she has had some insecurities come up that she's had to really work through. And um, I think it was that reality of, you know, we can influence and influence and influence and we have to keep the narrative going in the direction that it's going. But there is just something innate, I think, in all of us that just still, I think it's really about perfection. We think that if we could just look this way or if we could just have this group of friends or if we could just have this career or if we could just reach this number in our bank account or if we could just get to buy those shoes, then our life would be whatever fill in the blank. And it's just such, it's perfectionist mentality and it keeps you hustling after that thing instead of living in the present, living in your moment, living in your day. And it really keeps you missing out on connection with yourself and with the people around you. So I think it's, it's body image, but I realized, you know, I can do it easily in other areas of my life as well. It's just this idea that like, if I could just reach that certain place, then life would somehow have no pain in it, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, and it's not true. And it's not like, that shouldn't be our goal anyway, you know, a goal of just perfect, you know, perfect comfort. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like actually the things that cause us to grow are the uncomfortable things. I even took my son with me. We went spinning together. I love my local Austin studio. You can bring your kids to spin class. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And he even told me afterwards, he was like, mom, there was this one point and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to sit, I'm going to, you know, put put it on an easier level. And then I just decided no, because it's the hard things that help us grow. And I was like, yes. (laughs) I love that. Yes, it is. It's the hard things that help us grow. So it's kind of like when you think of your um, muscles breaking down while you're spinning and you're working out. So it made me think of muscles. And a lot of times when you're lifting weights or you're working those muscles, you're you're tearing them and then they 
build back up stronger. They build back up. They mm-hmm. build back up. And I think that can be the scary thing when you've had these impulses in your life, whether it's withholding food from yourself or whether it's checking yourself in the mirror a lot or even checking your own Instagram feed and looking at selfies that you've posted. Like whatever it is, I think all of these behaviors, you it is a scary moment of surrender. It's that muscle breakdown point where you have to surrender these behaviors and it feels uncomfortable because it's just become so much of your habit and your reality. But I promise when you start laying down some of those activities, freedom is in the wake of that. And you become what you focus on. So if you focus obsessively on, oh my God, my skin or, oh my gosh, my arms or my body or whatever it is, then that ends up taking your attention and it takes your attention ultimately, ultimately away from your life, from Mm -hmm. like the good stuff. It's an energy sucker. It is. It's an energy sucker. But I remember meeting with my therapist one time and there was this picture and it was of me and my daughter and all I could see was my arm in this photo. And I immediately deleted it from my feed. And I remember telling my therapist about it. And then it was like, you know what, I'm going to go get that out of my, my deleted folder. And I'm going to, and then like, look at it. And she goes, what if instead of looking at your arm right now, like, Imagine how you feel about your daughter in this moment. She got to come with you to work that day. You're holding one another. And, you know, it's like, yes, like that was a special moment. Instead of turning it into a critical narrative about my body, really I could focus on the relationship that I have with my daughter and that I got to bring her to work and that I love my job. And so it really is recreating these narratives in our mind and redefining what we've seen as perfect and focusing on what really matters. And, you know, those are things that have really helped me in my journey. I love it. I mean, told y'all Jessica's full of wisdom. Um, and she <laughs> does have a podcast uh, and it's called Going Scared. So if y'all ever want to check that out, you totally should go sh- like you, you have like 60 something episodes up right now? Yes, I do. Amy is on one of them, one of my first ones. And we interview everyone from entrepreneurs like Allie Webb of The Dry Bar. I talk about body image with Jenna Kucher, who's an RE um, advocate. And we've even had the Forbes magazine publisher. I mean, we just, it's a variety of people and really interesting conversations. And we are, uh, our next season launches August 14th. Awesome. Okay, so definitely go check that out. And then your Instagram handle, but spell your last name because I, I know it's a rough one. <laughs> I know it's Jessica Honiger. It's got two G's and one N. So there's an egg in the middle. So Jessica H-O-N-E-G-G-E-R. My mother-in-law had to teach me that trick because I misspelled it once when Joe and I were dating. <laughs> I was like, this is not going well. This is not good. But yeah. So oh, that's Jessica helpful. Honiger, I've never, yeah. I've never heard the egg trick, but that's going to help me now. Cause I, I tell it's you, Jessica, I always do two N's. And it's one in and then it's egg. Okay, got Trust it. Me. So mm-hmm. Trust me, yeah. It's it's been it's been a rough one. A and, rough run. Yeah. Well, and definitely a good follow on Instagram. I love sometimes you give me little tips like I don't know, it may have even been a week or two ago, but you're like, High ponytails are having a moment right now and I was like, <laughs> Oh, they are? I don't know. I just cut I cut all my hair off not too long ago. I mean, I feel like I've had short hair for a little bit. I guess it was late last year that I cut it off. I but. think you could still, there's just some bobby pins underneath. I think you could still, I don't know, there's a little hair extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe throw it in. Okay, I'll try to embrace the high pony and then I'll put on some like, I don't know, fun noonday collection earrings and call hey, it a day. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, well, I have some coming your way from the new line. So. Oh, okay, awesome. Which that launched last week, if y'all are curious. Um, and again, more about Noonday is on last week's episode. But Noonday Collection is Jessica's business. And all the jewelry is made by female artisans all around the world. Is it strictly just females? It actually isn't. We really want families to flourish. Okay. So about that, 80, yeah. yeah, 80% are female, but we also really want to raise up men to mm-hmm. be cultural influencers as well. 
Yeah. So you can check out her jewelry line, noondaycollection.com. Okay. Well, thanks for coming back on, Jessica. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. That was, okay. We're, well, that was, I feel like both of those are really good. Are you happy with both of those? Oh, yeah. They're great. Thank you. Okay. Yay. Thanks um, so much. You're welcome. I'm about to, Jeremy Cowart's about to be here. Have you ever met him? He was on my podcast, and then we're in a little entrepreneurial community together called Praxis. I love Jeremy. Yeah, I have. Um, I met him once at Tracy Hamilton's house, and we were doing something for Haiti. But um, yeah, he's coming on to oh, talk about good. a couple of things. So um, he is so great. He is yeah. tell him hello for me. He is just um, man. He's a really humble guy in the best of ways. Yeah, I will definitely tell him that you said hi. It'll be a good little icebreaker for me. Um, yeah. And yeah, well, I hope you have a good rest of the day. And thank you for um, making time to come on. And then just, yeah, we, just so. We can't uh, wait to promote it when yeah. it goes live. It'll be the first one, August 1st. And then the next one Perfect. the following Thursday. So two weeks. Okay. Well, we will shout it from the rooftops. Thanks so much, Amy. Okay. You're, I just love how you keep showing up, girl. Oh, thanks, Jessica. You Same to you. You're you're uh, showing up. You're out there, like, doing all the things. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then even listening to you talk right now, I'm like, gosh, she's, you're, like, you're, you're good. You're really good. Like, you've got, I'm like, she's <laughs> full of all the stories and all the things. You can tell you're just so passionate about it all, and I love it. <laughs> Wow, thanks, girl. I enjoy it. I, I swear, if I could do interviews all day for my job, I totally would. Like, so I know. Fun. I know. But unfortunately, you got to do all you the other stuff, to too. You, you kind of get to do, do more of that than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is fun, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome job. Okay, girl. Well, thanks again for having me on. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress. that will be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, 
Well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual essential for women 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Adam Bobo is someone that's come on my podcast before. He's my friend that has a business here in Nashville called Arite, which is one of those IV hydration businesses. Like he has an office you can go to or it's concierge where he'll come to you and hydrate you. He works with a lot of artists and athletes and he's just, uh, he's one of those guys that like tries it all on his body like a little guinea pig and then he'll tell us things. So y'all have always enjoyed when we've had him on. So I want to do... I want to have him back on and have like a little Q&A thing for him. Like y'all submit me questions you have and then I can have him answer them. And, you know, I'm bringing this up now so that way we can start collecting the questions and y'all can send them to fourthingswithamybrown at gmail.com and just put, you know, like question for Bobo or put Bobo in the subject line or something and we can create a little a little segment with him for that because he... he He's noticed whenever he comes on, he gets Instagram messages. His Instagram handle is at Adam Bobo. He'll get DMs from y'all asking certain things. And he's like, I mean, people come with like really good questions. So then I saw this post that he put up and about something that he gets asked all the time. And I thought, hmm, like this is something I want to share. So I'm going to make this a thing. And then I'll also use it as a setup for people to send in their Bobo questions. But here's what Adam posted. I get asked all the time uh, for what someone should do if they don't like needles, if they can't afford IVs, or they don't have regular access to IVs, uh, and they want to still improve their health and overall physical and mental functioning. I respond with two answers, adequate and quality hydration and sleep. Most people fail to get enough sleep, and even then, the ones who do fail to get quality sleep. Sleep is the single most effective recovery tool and performance-enhancing asset that we all have access to, and it's free. Athletes and high-cognitive functioning individuals should be getting 8 to 10 hours of high-quality sleep per night. Everyone else should be getting a minimum of 7 hours with a goal of 8 minimum. Decreased sleep time and quality has shown time and time again to decrease cognitive function, concentration, mood, running speed, athletic performance, and endurance, as well as increases upper respiratory and infection risk, injury risk, and risk of type 2 diabetes and heart disease. Even knowing this, our society is still infatuated with the grind. I'm the same way at times. 
But just as much as you want to put in extra time for training, that project, recovery techniques, fun, or TV, sleep time and quality must take precedent. If not, all the things you are doing to perform at a higher level, grow a company, or simply enjoy life will all take a hit and the time invested will not be as fruitful. Every little step you implement to improve your sleep quality and duration makes a difference. Start small and start reeling the benefits. So thank you, Adam Bobo, for that post. I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to share it with y'all because I know that it's hard to make sleep a priority. We've even made sleep a thing before on the podcast. One of the things was dedicated to sleep and why it's so important. So I'm just going to keep saying it, but I thought that, you know, I love Adam's perspective of like, you know, people are coming to him like, I can't get IV, I can't do this. And he's like, well, you know what? Hydration, most of you can drink water and most of you should be able to get sleep. And I love that the sleep part is totally free. You just gotta make yourself do it and see if you feel any better. So again, send your questions for Adam Bobo. On Instagram, you can follow him at Adam Bobo, but make sure you're letting me know what, you want to do with our little Q&A and he'll come in and be one of the things and we'll sit down with him. And yes, he's single. I know a lot of you, that's a lot of times your question, is he single? (laughs) Where does he live? He lives here in Nashville and yes, he's very single. Last time we had Jeremy Cowart on, we talked about um, all of the amazing things that you're doing, but you started with your photography and then Mm -hmm. how that kind of, you know, had a domino effect into these crazy ideas that you had where, I mean, you're just using like some people just like they go out and they take pictures and it's like, Oh, great. But like you, you, I don't know. You're so gifted. You have all, you're an ideas person. And with photography, I mean, you're impacting so many people with all of your various projects. And I told y'all to go to jeremycowart.com and I hope that you did. And you click on the ideas and you see the, um, hurricane relief, the earth, the child art therapy, the forgiveness project, the purpose hotel, which we talked about last time, which if y'all haven't listened to that episode, you need to go listen to it because the hotel idea is amazing and it's happening. And Nashville is lucky enough to get the first one. And any of you that are living here that don't live in Nashville, like you're going to want to come stay at the purpose hotel in Nashville. And I'm just so honored to have Jeremy back on now to talk about adoption Um, because we have that in common. We Mm -hmm. both have adopted from Haiti. And now, did you, when you went to Haiti, on the last episode, we talked about how when you went to Haiti to to photograph after the earthquake, um, because you wanted people there to be able to tell their story. Um, Did you already, when did you, when did you and your wife decide to adopt from Haiti? Yeah, the the earthquake was pre-adoption. Yeah, because that was 2010. how I fell in love with Haiti, Mm -hmm. for sure, was that project. Um, so yeah, we we brought our home, kids home four years ago. Um, yes, 2015. But we started the process in 2012. I think the earthquake was what 2010. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, the year my son was born. Yeah. So his, I always picture his mom. She was pregnant when the earthquake happened. Well, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we were soon after that. Yeah. And so, and then it took y'all three years. Mm -hmm. So took us five. So international adoption is definitely not something that just, you know, you don't get a phone call, but domestic, I will say I've gone through that side of it too, before we decided to go international and it was still a process. Mm -hmm. And I know people can end up waiting years and that's not always like some people it's quick. Some people it's not, but international, there's just so many more things to go through, hoops yep. to jump through, that mm-hmm. it's it's just a given that it's going to take a couple years or longer. Yep. And so for you, it was Well, not, not necessarily. My brother adopted from Africa and start to finish, it was like six months. Stop. Yeah. It's crazy. Does he know somebody or just happened no, that way? No, it just happened Well, I know someone that that happened for, but they knew somebody yeah. for sure. No. It, that is crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. That's it very rare, mm-hmm. though, would you say? Yeah. yeah, yeah but what a blessing for them to not have to. For sure. Because when you're in that, when you're in it, it just mm-hmm. seems like forever. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. And we're not on here to discourage anybody from looking into international adoption by any means. In fact, the opposite. It's almost just to make sure that you're you're aware of like the different things that happen with adoption and that those of us that have been through it are being transparent and that, you know, it's not a walk in the park. 
is very very hard to talk about for sure without yeah i call i always call the whole thing uh brutal because it's ah. brutal and it's beautiful mm. you know like, like and that. there's no getting through it without both you know because it's the hardest thing i've ever done but the most redemptive and beautiful thing hopefully you know right we're still in the thick of it um but uh but yeah it's uh it's wild and, and like you said it's like i think adoption is so often perceived as being the sweet joyful thing which it is but man it's hard you know yeah. there's i don't know anybody that can say oh it's so easy and fun mm-hmm. you know? i remember at the very beginning which is when it's the most rough but you and i you know, off air, we're kind of talking, we'll share a little bit more as we get into it that we're, I think we're just like with any kids, you're always going to be going through stuff. Mm-hmm. It's life. Yeah. Um, but the beginning for me was so rough. Like the first six months were so, uh, brutal. Well, you went from <laughs> zero kids period, right? Zero kids period to, um, a seven year old and a 10 year old. Oh and, <laughs> Uh, and brutal. all the testing and all the things, and it just was, I was crying in my closet every day. And I remember being at Target, and I ran into a listener or something, and she was just like, oh, my gosh, I've just been following your journey on Instagram, and it, you're I, you're just so inspiring. This is so amazing, and I can't believe you did this. And, like, mm-hmm. literally, I was staring. I mean, I just kind of smiled, like, oh, thank you. But in my mind, I was like, does this woman know that literally, like, I want to give them back? Yeah. Like I was having those thoughts, which yeah. when you're having them, you feel awful mm-hmm. and you feel like I, I'm just not equipped and this is not for me. And what have I done? Like, it and she is. was pr- trying to be all nice and praise like this was so amazing. And I'm like, I literally, because I mean, she's a nice listener, but I'm not about to get into it in the target checkout yeah, line with her. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, if she had any idea of the thoughts I've been having lately, she would not be saying this to me. It's therapeutic to hear you say that because, yeah, we've had a really just terrible thoughts you know like this is like you said it's not less about the child and more about ourselves like Mm -hmm. are we cut out for this like are we even capable of doing this because it is it's hard and we i guess had it easier in a sense that we already had two biological children so at least we were already parents you know um but even then like parenting biological children is easier because it's it's innate they're your blood you understand their decision making you understand they're just easier somehow i don't know maybe that's just me but with adoption there's no compass you don't understand the brains and how they're wired and why they're doing what they're doing i don't know it's just uh it's been much much harder for us and so yeah there have been days you know where it's like man did we make the right decision you know um for sure and our two are very, very different. Um, are they biological? No, they are not related. Same. Ours uh, are not they, either. But they grew up together in the same orphanage. Same. And then another weird thing is that our two biological kids are best friends. have never fought a moment in their lives. They oh, wow. don't even argue. Like, they literally are best friends. It's crazy. <laughs> I fought with my brothers tooth and nail growing up. And so I'm not used to a sibling dynamic where they're just love each other every day all the time you know mm-hmm. um and so the two that we've adopted you know they're they just fight every day so we have two that are best friends and two that fight every day and uh it's really it's really funny we're hoping the younger two are influenced by the older two and their relationship you know? yeah um but yeah it's uh i mean and it's i can't say that it's gotten easier for us um it's uh it's either the same or getting a little harder for sure Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. See, because for me, it was so hard in the beginning. Like right now, I feel like we're in a we're in a good spot. Some stuff mm-hmm. with my son that wasn't an issue in the beginning. Like our daughter seems to have rounded a corner. But I mean, we got her at a time where, you know, she was 10, then she's 11, and now she's 12. And it's like all the girl stuff and the ho- like, well, are your adopted kids? I have a boy and a girl. I have a boy and a girl. So yeah. a girl. Mm-hmm. And how old are they? Boy is eight. Uh, a girl is seven. Yeah. Okay. So she's seven. So you have some time. Yeah. Well, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like there's that whole side where yeah. I am like, okay, she's just being, this is hormones. Yeah. Don't take it personally. Some of it is probably wounds from yeah. her past life. So she lived with her mom yeah. from zero to five or yeah. birth to five. And then she lived at the orphanage from five to 10. 
And then so now from 10 to on, yeah. she's with us. So it's almost like she's on her third life. Yeah. So I've got a lot of grace. I've mm-hmm. got a lot, but I only have so much. Yeah. And, you know, she she was a tester, but she's kind of rounded a corner where she's really, gosh, she's just starting to, minus like, the hormone stuff sometimes, like she really is helpful. She's helpful with our son and kind of loves that role of kind of be, she likes responsibility. And so the more we give her, the more she thrives. And that's something we've just learned. But our son, where he used to be kind of easier, he's the one that now a year and a half in, we're having all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is this happening? Everything was so fine and like i don't know and then he's eight so then it's like they've done some therapy because it was required Mm -hmm. with the adoption and um but now i think it's almost time that we just start doing it more full time but i didn't want to that's it's so heavy that they were already processing so much that i didn't want to add that did 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 y'all put your kids in are they going or what would your i don't know your advice on that yeah for one i have to Clarify just my my opinion personally from all my discussions on adoption. Okay, I think any parent listening really has to know that every adoption is just unique as every child. Period. Yes, like there are no there is no adoption story like like another. Like I feel like we're somewhere in the middle. I've heard a lot harder stories. I've heard a lot easier stories. You know, like each child is so unique. Um, but with our story, our daughter. I would say for the most part, it's been a breeze. She's really sassy, funny, uh, seven with a seven wing on the Enneagram. Nice. She's just the life of the party. Question, Um, since you say that, what number are you on the Enneagram? I think I'm a four with a three wing. Yeah. Uh, The individualist. Um, Anyway, so she's actually been easy four years, you know, knock on wood. Um, But uh, obviously we have many, a long time to go still, but she's just... Uh, a blast our son has been really difficult he was you know, there's a lot of trauma that we're aware of uh, from his uh, toddler years both at home and the orphanage and severe ADHD um, a lot of anger the anger seems to be growing which mm. is that's where it's getting difficult um, and you know I've never had anger issues, uh, but I've never dealt with it either. I what didn't grow up in an angry home. My children don't express anger, and so um, it's hard to to know what to do with that because his his need is to control us. His need is to be the boss, and no form of discipline works with him. We've tried all of it. <laughs> the really gentle, sweet, loving stuff. The really military disciplined hard stuff and none of it works um but the thing is it's not every day like he's almost like there's there's two of him and we don't know which one we're going to be facing you know because he does have a very sweet loving side um but then the next moment he's just switched and then now we're dealing with the angry hulk you know version (laughs) of himself um and so yeah it's it's difficult and we're trying everything too from you know uh, neurofeedback, brain therapy, to counseling, to counseling for us as parents, um, kind of trying all the things uh, to try to navigate it. Yeah, and that's interesting. You say that's the I don't know where we on this on the scale of of angry with our son, but it is this Jekyll and Hyde situation, mm-hmm. and he's eight, and we're starting to see it because people see him as this bubbly lively laughter all the time cutest can be sweet kiddo and you know and then but there's also this side people wouldn't mm-hmm. you know we all have our sides but yeah. it's definitely um something i i'm not used to like you're saying seeing in our home yeah. or that i'm used to seeing and especially at such, such a young age and some of the thoughts and words and how he chooses to express it yeah. i'm like I don't know. It worries me sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it worries, worries us every day. And it's, uh, you know, I can't blame him for it. You know, right. the, the zero, birth of five is the most, most important developmental years for any human being. So who knows what he went through. But, uh, again, like you said earlier, it's like, man, am I cut out to know how to deal with this? You yeah. Know, because it's so heavy and intense. And, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out 
how do we best respond when literally no discipline works nothing can stop him mm-hmm. you know when he's in that mode so yeah it's overwhelming so what i mean again and thank you for sharing that just so that other people listening maybe know that they're not alone if yeah. they are experiencing yeah. children like that and that it's not you know you kind of start to think is it is it me is it mm-hmm. us what are we doing wrong sure. but yeah. you know you just it's hard to know sometimes what's going on in their little heads yeah and how maybe they just can't figure out how to quite process it and hopefully they'll get there mm-hmm. or we'll all get there together yeah. as a family when you're working through something like that but just hopefully yeah if you're if you're listening you're not alone or if you're listening right now and you're thinking well i was considering adoption and now i'm not <laughs> that's not our point yeah. at all yeah. but just know too that there's i love that you described it as brutal because mm-hmm. there's brutal moments and there's beautiful moments. So what would you say to someone that might be listening that literally, because I get emails all the time from couples that they are just starting to think about mm-hmm. adoption and they don't know what to do with it because it's totally foreign to them. And it was to me and my husband, like we didn't know many people adopted. Nobody in our family had really adopted. We always thought we would have biological children, mm-hmm. um, but then we weren't able to get pregnant and then it just sort of just yeah. organically became our story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I know what it's like to kind of first be thinking it and being like, what? I don't really know. But there wasn't as many resources back then. And I guess podcasts are just such an easy way to consume it. But there was books. Um, and one book that sealed the deal for my husband was Adopted for Life. So I'll throw that book out there for anybody thinking about it. Yeah. And that's when, after he read that, he was like, okay. I'm in because he was mm-hmm. a little bit more hesitant. He didn't want to give up on the whole biological sure. thing. Sure. Um, and so for you as an adopted parent, like what is something you would say to encourage people that are just now starting to consider it? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, I would say just first, just be sure, you know, it's the right decision for you. You know, we used to, before our kids came home, we would say jokingly, but also kind of, wondering we're about to have our lives turned upside down i remember we'd always say that and <laughs> a truer statement had never been said because it really does turn your life upside down I yes mean, it's just uh just crazy as you know you just thrown into the uh, i just had a friend that went from zero to three kids at once and they're just like wow you know same thing just kind of freaking out but again it's it's you're changing that child's life and so you're sacrificing so much but it's worth it you know you're giving them a forever home and a forever family and so um but there's no doubt that it's that it's beautiful and it's going to be hard and again i I can't reiterate enough that i do hear of adoption stories where it's seamless it's easy it's smooth you know and then i hear some i've got one friend who's 14 year old They'll be driving down the interstate and she will jump out of the back seat and start punching them in the face. Mm. Like the most insane mm-hmm. opposite side. I but think they love, I mean, they are to me, they are my heroes because they have a, a lot harder than we do, but the love they have for her is unending and just so inspiring. And, um, you know, so we're not getting physically attacked, but. You know, there are days where it feels like that emotionally, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to know that you're, you're called to it and uh, know that, it, you know, their story may not be like yours or mine. Just every child is so unique. Yeah. I think if you can find uh, people, and then that's how I met you the first time was through Tracy and Scott Hamilton, was mm-hmm. Tracy became a mentor to me yeah. because she had already gone down um, this road, they adopted two older kids from Haiti as well, and she still is, and I can still call on her, and mm-hmm. that's super helpful. Like if you, and she, we were introduced by a mutual friend who knew that you know we had that in common, and so it's not like I, she just was already my friend. It was like she became my mentor because, you know, I reached out to somebody else that that knew. It was just kind of a whole thing, and it happened. So find those people, find your people yep, yep, that can help sure. you navigate because. There's so much to go through, yeah. even when you're in the process of maybe bringing them home or um, trying to get them or wherever they're come from, or maybe it's domestic, whatever that, whatever it looks like for you, or you want to even dive into foster care. 
you know, I've Eddie, I've had Eddie from the Bobby Bone Show on, and he's fostering two kids right now, and he has two biological, and so they're in his home, and who knows? I mean, he may yeah. he may end up he may end up adopting them one yeah. day if that's what ends up happening. Sure. Um, so there's various ways, um, but I would just encourage people listening that if 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 you feel it, like explore it. But like yeah. Jeremy said, make sure that you're you're ready. And mm-hmm. if you're not, I really feel like if you're not, the process may weed you out anyway because it's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. the paperwork and the home studies and the fingerprints at various locations five times a year. I mean, I was like, because we we were in the process for five years and mm. we had to get two sets of fingerprints every year to prove that we weren't criminals still. And I, every year I was like, still not a criminal. Yeah. But it was like your appointment's up and then everything was archaic. It was like some of it was snail mail and yeah. just the pro- everything was taking so long. And I kept thinking like, if I didn't really want this, I would just be like, forget it. Yeah. But- so that's why I feel like the process itself sometimes might weed out people that yeah. eh, it's not really for me. And to some degree, you never will be ready. You know, it's kind of like marriage. Are you ever really uh-huh. ready for marriage? Are you ever really ready for kids? And, you know, same goes like we weren't ready, really, you know, but you just jump into it. And, and but I know what you mean. Make sure you're ready to some degree. And then but also know that, you know. That child is going to blow your mind in all kinds of ways, good and bad, you know. So true. Yeah. And then the good hopefully will outweigh the bad yes. and you'll have a brutal situation. <laughs> yeah. I love that I have a new word. I'm going to totally use that all good, the time. Good. Okay, do. so Jeremy Coward, thanks for coming back on this time to talk adoption. But last time we talked about a bunch of different things. So again, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. And then for sure... Check out jeremycoward.com for all of the photos and the amazing things in the Purpose Hotel. And I don't know, you were telling me you want me to come in to take some picture or something? I am now doing opening my studio to the public. Anybody can come in for portraits. And yes, you need to come in. Okay. Because yeah. I do not like having my picture taken. <laughs> Nobody but, does. But That's okay. you'll make it easy. That's right. And apparently the picture's going to look super cool. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah I'll try. You're not, you know, you're, (laughs) trust me, you're talented. I'm having fun, that's for sure. That's awesome. Okay, well, thank you, Jeremy, and until next time. All right. Okay, so this thing is going to be quick and it might seem kind of like obvious to some of you listening, but this is a reminder that I definitely needed this week. I mean, I for sure have heard it before in my life, but I was not implementing it lately. And I was talking to Carrie at the Nashville Beauty Girl and I was like, my skin is so dry right now and I don't understand why. And once we went through some of my face routine stuff, she asked me what temperature I was washing my face on lately. And I said, well pretty hot. Actually, I don't even, when I'm washing my face at the sink, like before I go to bed or when I wake up, I'm not talking about like when I'm taking a shower or whatever, I have it on hot. I don't even turn the cold knob on. That's like, I only use whatever's coming out of the hot side to wash my face and boom, that was the problem. When you wash your face with hot water, you strip its essential natural oils and it causes like skin sensitivity and it can make your face really dry, which that, that was my problem. It's just not good. Also, it kind of opens up the pores like a lot. And then cold water, which I love taking me a good freezing cold shower, but actually my cold showers haven't even felt that cold lately because it is so hot outside that I feel like the water even through the pipes is being warmed. Like back once we hit winter time, my cold showers will get back to being like legit cold showers. But, you know, I am putting the cold water on my face thinking that maybe that's really good for my skin. And while colder temperature temperatures definitely do help like reduce puffiness, so I recommend it for that. Um, it doesn't like tighten your pores. And for whatever reason, I always had it in the back of my brain that it did. But Carrie was like, mm, no, that's not really the case. So the ideal temperature to wash our faces is going to be lukewarm water. So I've been implementing that the past two nights or so, and I can already see my face doing a little bit better. So lukewarm water is where it's at. That's what we need to be washing our faces with. Got it? Got it? Got it good. Okay, about to get into the email shout out, but just want to say that I hope after listening to Jeremy and Jessica, y'all give them a follow on Instagram, tell them how much you loved hearing them on the podcast. I just appreciate them sharing their lives with us and opening up at Jeremy Coward is his Instagram handle and at Jessica Honiger is hers. So big thank you to them. And then don't forget to send your questions in for 
Adam Bobo. His Instagram is at Adam Bobo if you want to get familiar with him and see if you might have a question for him after checking out his Instagram page. And then before I get to the email shout out, I quickly want to say that in the intro that I recorded with Aaron, I teased that we might be doing a relaxed shirt for Stevenson's birthday this weekend and we're going to do it. So heads up, that is happening. It will be Saturday only because that's his legit birthday. This is what we did last year on his legit birthday, sold chill out shirts that help support the orphanage in Haiti where he grew up. And it's just an honor of his birthday and something cool that we can do to celebrate his life and give back to the place that that took care of him until he came to live with me, which is pretty amazing. So if you're new to this and you weren't following my life last year, Stevenson like loved saying, chill out, relax, calm down. And it was adorable and precious. So last year we did chill out. This year we'll do relax. And next year we will do calm down. And then we'll figure out another way to celebrate his birthday after that. But uh, since people might be shopping uh, for us on the Aswa page at that time, I'll go ahead and say that on Saturday is when we will put up the four things teacher tote as well. So that will finally be available. That way you don't have to like go to the website twice in a couple of days. We want to keep it simple for y'all. So if you happen to want the relaxed shirt, great. If not, if you just want the four things teacher tote, great. If you want both, awesome. But there will be the four things teacher tote that you can buy for yourself or for a teacher in your life, and you'll actually get it in the mail. And then there's also going to be an option to sponsor a tote where you can buy it and then it's gonna go to a teacher that gets nominated and we fill it with awesome things and it goes out. If maybe you can't do, you know, afford to do a whole sponsored tote, we're gonna have, I think, a drop down option where you can donate like five, 10, $15 to go towards filling the tote and then you can be a part of the campaign, the project uh, for the teachers. But if you can't even do that, we totally get it. Uh, so we just appreciate you spreading the word. If that's a way that you can help us out and be a part of this teacher, tote campaign, the fill the tote drive. I don't really know that we have an official name yet, but uh, word of mouth is so great. And Instagram is so amazing. And we just appreciate when y'all post and share and tag four things tote and tag shop Espoir and the shop forward. I mean, that's what Mary and I rely on. So we appreciate it so much. And that is definitely an easy way to help out and doesn't cost any money. So with all that said, be on the lookout for that stuff this weekend. It'll be so fun. Radioamy.com is an easy way to access everything like, you know, Espoir related, Pimp and Joy related, my Amazon page. I get a lot of questions about that. Just radioamy.com. Keep that in mind. It'll take you to everything. So let's go ahead and get to the email shout out, which today is from Caitlin. Dear Amy, I am 29 years old and recently married. I listen to your podcast religiously and love every topic that you discuss on it. I just wanted to thank you for bringing Lisa on your podcast and introducing your listeners to Fork the Noise. I have always been thin and loved working out with my trainer, but at times I can get too caught up in only eating low-carb, sugar-free food during the week and then drinking and eating whatever I want on the weekends. It's my husband's birthday today, so I woke up early to get him donuts for breakfast, one of our birthday traditions because it isn't technically the weekend yet, I struggled with whether or not to eat a donut with my husband. Then I instantly thought about how you ate the turkey sandwich when you went hiking and decided to go ahead and just enjoy the dang donut. It tasted amazing and I don't feel awful like I thought I would. Today, I'm thankful that I got to spend a few extra minutes eating donuts with my husband before we went to work because it filled up our relationship tanks. Thanks, Amy. Keep doing you. Love you and your podcast so much, Caitlin. So, Caitlin, shout out. That is so awesome. I love that you had like a relationship tank moment and a donut moment with your husband. And it was, you know, in the middle of the week and not the weekend. And it didn't throw you off course and make everything crazy. That is what Fork the Noise is all about. And I appreciate Lisa and her message so much. And heads up, I don't know actually if her course is full, but don't forget she did offer a special coupon code for my listeners for this course. So if you, you know, have have relationship issues with food, definitely just go read about this and check it out and see if it could be something for you. Uh, Amy.forkthenoise.com is the custom URL for my users, which should give you the discount. Amy.forkthenoise.com. And Lisa, her Instagram handle is at the well necessities. 
Um, and she's amazing. And we actually have a few things in the work to get her back on here to talk about some stuff regarding uh, all of her wisdom when it comes to food and your body and how we should be how that relationship, what, it, what a healthy relationship with all that should look like. So Lisa will be back on. And with that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. I'll see you Tuesday for the fifth thing, our Q&A episode. If you've got questions, you can send them in to four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. Bye. Uh. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.